Welcome to the Altrusian Grace Media Podcast. My name is Matthew Schmitz, and I'm your host. Altrusian Grace Media focuses on occult, esoteric, and spiritual texts narrated in creative audiobook fashion. Here you will also find my original musical works, which sometimes accompany the text. If you enjoy my work, please follow and like the podcast and possibly leave a comment if you so choose. Also, make sure to visit me on YouTube and Bandcamp and consider joining my Patreon. All these links and more, as well as the description of the show you're about to listen to, are in the show notes for this episode. Again, welcome, thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Making of Gold by Francis Bacon Narrated by Matthew Schmitz This section on the making of gold is included in Century 4 of Francis Bacon's Silva Silvarum, or A Natural History in Ten Centuries, London, 1627, which was part of Bacon's unfinished Instauratio Magna Experiment Solitary Touching the Making of Gold The world hath been much abused by the opinion of making of gold. The work itself I judge to be possible, but the means hitherto propounded to effect it are, in the practice, full of error and imposture, and in the theory full of unsound imaginations. For to say that nature hath an intention to make all metals gold, and that if she were delivered from impedience, she would perform her own work, and that if the crudities, impurities, and leprosities of metals were cured, they would become gold, and that a little quantity of the medicine in the work of projection will turn a sea of the baser metal into gold, by multiplying. All these are but dreams, and so are many other grounds of alchemy. And to help the matter, the alchemists call in likewise many vanities out of astrology, natural magic, superstitious interpretations of scriptures, auricular traditions, feigned testimonies of ancient authors, and the like. It is true, on the other side, they have brought to light not a few profitable experiments, and thereby made the world some amends. But we, when we shall come to handle diversion and transmutation of bodies, and the experiments concerning metals and minerals, will lay open the true ways and passages of nature, which may lead to this great effect. And we commend the wit of the Chinese, who despair of making of gold, but are mad upon the making of silver, for certain it is that it is more difficult to make gold, which is the most ponderous and materiate amongst metals, of other metals, less ponderous and less materiate than via versa, to make silver of lead or quicksilver, both which are more ponderous than silver, so that they need rather a further degree of fixation than any condensation. In the meantime, 
by occasion of handling the axioms touching maturation, we will direct a trial touching the maturing of metals, and thereby turning some of them into gold. For we conceive indeed that a perfect good concoction, or digestion or maturation of some metals, will produce gold. And here we call to mind that we knew a Dutchman that had wrought himself into the belief of a great person by undertaking that he could make gold, whose discourse was that gold might be made, but that the alchemists overfired the work. For, he said, the making of gold did require a very temperate heat, as being in nature a subterranean work, where little heat cometh, but yet more to the making of gold than of any other metal, and therefore that he would do it with a great lamp that should carry a temperate and equal heat, and that it was the work of many months. The device of the lamp was folly, but the overfiring now used, and the equal heat to be required, and the making it a work of some good time, are no ill discourses. We resort, therefore, to our axioms of maturation, in effect, touched before. The first is, that there be used a temperate heat, for they are ever temperate heats that digest and mature. Wherein we mean temperate according to the nature of the subject, for that may be temperate to fruits and liquors, which will not work at all upon metals. The second is that the spirit of the metal be quickened, and the tangible parts opened. For without those two operations, the spirit of the metal wrought upon will not be able to digest the parts, the third is that the spirits do spread themselves even, and move not subsultorily, for that will make the parts close and pliant. And this requireth a heat that doth not rise and fall, but continue as equal as may be. The fourth is that no part of the spirit be emitted, but detained. For if there be emission of spirit, the body of the metal will be hard and churlish, and this will be performed partly by the temper of the fire, and partly by the closeness of the vessel. The fifth is, that there be choice made of the likeliest and best prepared metal for the version, for that will facilitate the work. The sixth is, that you give time enough for the work, not to prolong hopes, as the alchemists do, but indeed to give nature a convenient space to work in. These principles are most certain and true. We will now derive a direction of trial out of them, which may, perhaps, by further meditation, be improved. Let there be a small furnace made of a temperate heat. Let the heat be such as may keep the metal perpetually molten and no more, for that above all importeth to the work. For the material, take silver, which is the metal that in nature symbolizeth most with gold, Put in also, with the silver, a tenth part of quicksilver, and twelfth part of nitre, by weight, both these to quicken and open the body of the metal. And so let the work be continued by the space of six months, at the least. I wish also that there be, at some times, an injection of some oiled substance, such as they use in recovering of gold, which by vexing with separations hath been made churlish. And this is, to lay the parts more close and smooth, which is the main work. For gold, 
as we see, is the closest and therefore the heaviest of metals, and is likewise the most flexible and tensible. Note that to think to make gold of quicksilver, because it is the heaviest, is a thing not to be hoped, for quicksilver will not endure the manage of the fire. Next to silver, I think, copper were fittest to be the material. Gold hath these natures, greatness of weight, closeness of parts, fixation, pliantness or softness, immunity from rust, color or tincture of yellow. Therefore, the sure way, though most about to make gold, is to know the causes of the several natures before rehearsed, and the axioms concerning the same. For if a man can make a metal that hath all these properties, let men dispute whether it be gold or no.